Good morning and welcome. Today is Friday, November 18th, 2022. First, before we go further, just a reminder that I will be away and our morning sessions will be on hiatus November 24 through November 28. That includes the morning as well as next Thursday night, November 24th. But before that and after that, we will, with God's help, be together. I'd like to revisit a question that I addressed last night with a different answer suggested by Rabbi J.J. Schachter. And it's something that is truly critical that we hear and consider today. So the question that I asked last night was, our sages tell us that Avraham faced 10 tests, each one in increasing difficulty. And it was by Avraham passing those tests that God decided that Avraham was the correct person, the appropriate person to be the father of the Jewish people. The normative opinion expressed by most of the commentators is that the tenth test, the most difficult, the last test, was in last week's Torah portion, the Akedas Yitzchak, the binding of Isaac, where Avraham is called upon by God to offer his son, Yitzchak, as an offering to God. There can be no more difficult test imaginable than that. But then we quoted the opinion of Rabbeinu Yonah, who said that that test was only the ninth test. The tenth test is in our Torah portion this week, Parshish Chayisara. Just after Sarah dies, Avraham has to arrange to purchase a field from Ephron in order to have a burial place in which to bury Sarah. And we ask the question, how is it possible if the tests are in ascending order of difficulty, how is it possible that simply buying in a field, negotiating with Ephron should be a greater test, another test beyond the Akedas Yitzchak, the binding of Isaac? Yes, Avram had to negotiate, he had to compromise, he had to give in, he had to pay more money. But, I mean, how does that top the test of the Akedah, of the binding of Isaac? Permit me to share with you remarkable, prescient words that were spoken by the Rav, Rabbi Yosef Soloveitchik. They are words that he spoke with characteristic honesty and openness, and these words were spoken in 1958. So I ask you please to bear in mind that date. Coincidentally, that was 64 years ago, the year that I was born. But that's not why it's important. But just keep in mind, the Rav, the Rav, Rav Yosef Soloveitchik, is speaking in 1958, and I will be quoting his words as close as possible to verbatim. These are the Rav's words in 1958. 
with the emergence of the State of Israel, I feel one prayer. And simply my mind many times is disturbed. We have a beautiful ethic. He's referring to Ju Judaism, Juda Jewish values, Jewish practices. We must admit we are not angels, but the pages of our history are not stained with the injustice and brutality as the pages of the history of European society, for example, in the Middle Ages. Not perhaps because we were superior to them, but simply because we did not encounter the challenge. We never, since the destruction of the Second Temple, almost 2,000 years ago, we never had a state. We never had political power. But what if our history had been different? What if we had been a state in the Middle Ages? How would we have acted? Just like the feudal lords with brutality and injustice and cruelty? Or would we have acted differently because of our Judaic ethics? I have no answer to that. Now, so this is now 1958, the Rav is speaking, with the state of Israel, the test has come. We are facing this test. Will we behave in ethical terms like any other state? Or will we restrain ourselves from engaging in injustice, in conflict with basic Judaic ethics? I do not know. This is my problem, Rav Soloveitchik says, with regards to the state of Israel. The whole of Jewish history will be interpreted in terms of what the state of Israel will do in the next 50 years. Will the world see and evaluate that as soon as Jews got the opportunity, they showed the world they are not better than anyone else? Because wickedness <clears throat> is interdependent on power. If one has no power, one cannot be wicked. Maybe, during our long exile, the Jews, as a persecuted race, had compassion for the weak. But if the Jews should become not the persecuted, but an equal to others, how will we act? I don't know. I hope we will act differently. Jews should always be proud of Israel, regardless of political views. <clears throat> but whether we defeat our enemies on the battlefield 
is not the ultimate question that confronts us today. The ultimate question that confronts us today is whether we will defeat evil within our own community. To say what will happen, one has to be a prophet. I do not know. That's Rav Yosef Soloveitchik in 1958. Rabbi J.J. Schachter answers, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> answers the question that we posed. How could Rabbi Yona say that the 10th challenge, the greatest challenge, is Avraham negotiating with Ephron for a field in which to bury Israel, Sarah. In 1945, Rabbi Schachter writes, we thought that ours was the generation that had faced the final test. We had gone through the Holocaust with all of its unspeakable horror and pain, and although terribly hurt and shaken, the Jewish people survived. After the Akedah of our time, after having the knife of the Holocaust held to our throats as a people, we thought we had seen the tenth test. What test or challenge could possibly come after the Holocaust? Like Avraham after the binding of Isaac, Akedah Yitzchak, once our generation survived the Holocaust, then we have withstood them all. But then, in our Torah portion, Avraham must negotiate with Ephron in order to purchase a field in Israel. Avraham has to negotiate with Ephron over ownership in the land of Israel. Avraham has to negotiate and compromise for the ability to live in peace with our neighbors in Israel. And says Rabbi J.J. Schachter, this today is our final test. As Rabbi Yonah teaches us, indeed, there is still one more test left, one final challenge to face, and that is learning how to live normally, successfully, and peacefully in our chosen promised land. We today face this final, ultimate challenge as Avraham did in the beginning of our Torah portion. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and a beautiful Shabbos. And I look forward to seeing you soon in person.